0: Radioinfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. And that's the name of this podcast because that's when and that's where games are won and lost in the trenches. Our Buccaneers figure out a way go to frankfurt germany and get it done um i said on the last in the trenches that this is probably the best matchup for the buccaneers at this time of you know the season the seahawks flying high the seahawks running the football like champions people were talking about geno smith's potential a potential mvp I'm pretty impressed with what he's done so far this year. I thought it was a perfect matchup for the Buccaneers to catapult them, hopefully, into wherever they're going, all right? Uh, The Buccaneers figure out a way to win yesterday, 21-16, against a very good Seahawks football team. That's a very well-coached football team. And you look at that team, the Seahawks, who have, uh, I think, six rookies all playing. Their future looks excellent. Um, they've been playing great football to this point. And what I liked about that game yesterday is we beat the Seahawks at their game, all right? The Buccaneers have not been a physical team this year. We beat the Seahawks in the the physicality game, and that says a lot to me. And as much as you've listened to this In the Trenches podcast, I've been bitching and moaning about different things, but I've also said this, The Bucs are still in this darn thing. Even to the point where this, okay? The Bucs have not played great football to this point, all right? They haven't. To this point in their Super Bowl year, they probably didn't play great football to that point either. But going forward, they started to understand themselves and catch themselves and realize what they are and what they were. And hopefully yesterday's game in Frankfurt was that game. If you remember Super Bowl season, trying to establish the run, couldn't get it done, came back after the bye running the football better, play action. That looked all better yesterday, okay? Now the Buccaneers are going in a bye week, feeling good about themselves in first place. Let me tell everybody this as Buccaneer fans. The Bucs are going to the playoffs, everybody. Bucs are going to the playoffs, all right? If the Bucs, they might even be able to go below 500 to this point and make the playoffs. Just look what's happening around the Buccaneers in the South. None of it is good, all right? And I mean none of it. And for those of you that have questioned before, why is the NFL playing in Germany? Why are they doing that? Well, the answer is always money and you shouldn't really question money. But watching that on TV yesterday, and I've spoke to some people that were there, um, I don't know how the NFL doesn't do that every darn year and eventually go that way. It was, seriously, to me it would make a whole lot of sense for the NFL to have a team in Canada, a team in Germany, Team in London, you keep on going. Because you just brought a whole nother continent. There was 3 million requests for tickets. 3 million. So if they all of a sudden put a team in Germany, that team will be sold out for the next 10 years immediately. So I thought that was a good look in Germany. The players looked like they had a good time. And the most important thing is the Buccaneers look good on the football field. So they went 21-16, the big, you know, I guess, scuttle button to do, you know, in the Buccaneer locker room was, and I've heard this on sports radio a lot, everybody was clamoring for, for Rashad White. We need enough Leonard Fournette. We need more White. I'm kind of in that school, but I have to understand this. A lot of things filter through Tom Brady, all right? Tom Brady felt more comfortable with Fournette in there. I think he started to lean more towards Rashad. Tom Brady was what's best for the football team. Tom Brady, understand, like, if you go back three weeks ago, this was a passing football team. You go back to yesterday, and I've, even in wins, when we win and we rush for 40 yards, I go, congratulations on the win, gotta be better running the football. When you outrush a team, 161, I believe, to 30-something, you win 95% of the time, all right? The Buccaneers dominated in the trenches yesterday, and that's the most important thing. Little things you have to do, little things and correct things. Chris Godwin wasn't himself all year; he looked like Chris Godwin yesterday. All right, the Buccaneer defense got a turnover for the first time in forever. That has, that's something that needs to be changed as well. We need some more turnovers, and the whole thing last year with last week with Brady questioning. The effort of a football team. And a lot of people are questioning Brady's leadership by questioning the effort. Personally, as somebody's been in the locker room, I have absolutely no problem with Brady questioning everything anything. Because I promise you that's happening in the locker room as well. I guarantee the, the, the coaches question the effort level. And let's get to since we're on this right now, let's get to Devin White, okay? I had Sap on, on, on a couple weeks ago, and Sap talked about ripping off the C from his jersey. And since then, we found out that Devin White's father passed, and my condolences go out to him and his family. Um, listen, we all have a job to do, all right? We have to evaluate people and and the way they do their job, all right? If you write an article and it's poorly written and, you know, there's misspelling and stuff, it's not well written. If you go on a football field and you just had something happen in your life where well, you can't concentrate on football, don't do it to yourself. Football's not something you can fake. So Devin White learned, learned from this whole situation. He said, my teammates understand what I'm going through. And they did. But Devin White has to understand that football is mental from the first snap to the last snap. And if you're not all right mentally, that's a tough place to go and, and, and just exist. Devin White was one of the best football players on the field yesterday on both sides of the football field. Devin White was the defensive player of the month in the first month of the the season. The month, not the week. So for Warren Sapp who, listen, I believe Warren Sapp has the credibility to say that because I'm pretty sure he wore the C for quite a few years. And I said on the the podcast last week, that wasn't a normal get your ass kicked play. There was a couple of them too. Something was happening mentally and it was clearly what was going on off the field you have to protect yourself because if you're not right mentally don't put yourself on that football field Devin White is one of our leaders and Devin White was one of the best football players probably in the NFL yesterday because Devin White was absolutely everywhere and I thought that was a beautiful I thought that was a beautiful thing the narrative after that Rams game was the Bucs are back offensively I had to pump the brakes a little bit. Pump them. When you score 16 points and you had nine points before that last drive, you didn't catch yourself. Now, when you add yesterday's game onto that back end of the Rams game, that makes me feel better. All right? Because you play one good drive and you win a game, great. That doesn't mean you caught yourself. Yesterday, I saw an offense catching themselves and looking a little bit like they looked. You know, in a Super Bowl year. I'm not ready to, to, to dub them anything yet, but just like that Super Bowl year, the buy's coming at the right time, the Buccaneers are getting healthy right now, and like I said at the beginning, the Bucs are going to the playoffs. The Bucs are going to host a playoff game. You th- you you want to come into Raymond James Stadium with against that defense and that quarterback in January? I don't think it'd be the first pick of a lot of different teams. That's going to be a tough out come January, no doubt about that. That Seattle team is good, and that Seattle team is going to be there. And I love the way the Buccaneers made them look yesterday. Like Kenneth Walker, boy, they were talking him up. Ten rushes for seventeen yards. All right, the Buccaneers themselves had forty-four yards rushing in the first quarter, and I said, I said to myself, self, they got forty-four in the first quarter. Let's see what they end up with. Because the Buccaneers are they're they're infamous for starting to run and, and, and getting off of it. But they stayed with the run yesterday. More Rashad White, big plays. I liked what I saw yesterday. Saw some Julio Jones. Saw saw Byron Leftwich scheming things. When you're seeing Julio Jones coming up, crossing route, wide open touchdown, where all of a sudden Byron Leftwich knows how to call plays. All of a sudden. Last week he was. You know, numsy bobo. He couldn't call nothing. Wins the Super Bowl a few years ago, all of a sudden you just know how to call plays. It was good to have Antoine Winfield Jr. back. He's a difference maker. I thought the DK Metcalf, uh, Jamal Dean uh, matchup was great to watch all day long. I thought they both, they both got theirs. Camarda needs a game ball, okay? Camarda is one of our best players, our punter. He's one of our best players, okay? He will flip he will flip a field so quickly and it's got them out of trouble in the last couple games. No doubt about that. I don't think there's enough being said about Camarda and what he's doing special teams wise because special teams go a long, 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 long way. And there's not really a statistic for that. But that field position thing, if you make a team drive 70 yards, you know, as opposed to 50 yards, it makes that big, big difference. So listen, I liked, I thought the feel of the game was great. To watch, you know, a bunch of German people, you know, singing Country Road and to have that many people request tickets and two hours before the game, I think everybody was at the game. An hour before the game, everybody was seated. Jason was just saying it had to feel like a Super Bowl. I could get that. A lot of people, I mean, you got to figure it's the elite of the elite got to the game and they, they, got, they got a wonderful game. And I, I think it was a great matchup for them to see the goat. And they got a Seahawk team at the beginning of the year. Nobody probably thought was gonna be Jack, but they're, they're a pretty darn good football field uh, team. And the bye week's coming. The narrative is gonna change, which is gonna change every week in the NFL. Tom is not happy, and he's not satisfied. And we don't want Tom happy. When you hear him speaking. We're getting better, but we're not there. We don't want Tom happy. Tom has never been happy, and he's never been satisfied until he's hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, all right? But long story short, the Bucks dominated play. It's been a long time since the Bucks have dominated play against a good football team the way they did yesterday, all right? It's a new season. We struggled a little bit in the first half of the season, and towards the back end of this thing, if they can figure out a way to even go 500, they're going to be a team that's tough to deal with in January, and everybody knows that right now because Tom is still there, all right? Tom is still there. And listen, this is our team right now. This is our team. And you look around, the NFC, there's nobody in the NFC we can beat. no way. The NFC a little bit different. Like I don't know if we're beating Buffalo and Kansas City. I'm not quite sure. And the Eagles, let's let's see if that continues. And there's some other teams coming back to earth as well. But listen, if you talk about, you know, Super Bowl contenders at this moment right now, Buccaneers got to be in, in in conversation. They didn't they didn't look great at the beginning, but where they are right now, where they're sitting right now, they have as good a chance of anybody in the NFC right now to represent in the Super Bowl. Because I'm not completely convinced that those other teams aren't Fugazi. And I'm probably disrespecting the Eagles who haven't lost a darn game yet. But you, you got to convince me. You got to convince me. And I, don't, and I hate the Darn Eagles when I play for them. So you know how that goes. If anybody ever wants to hit me up, it's Ian Beckles at radioinfluence.com. I'm going to try to do a couple of these different in the trenches uh, all week long because I got a whole a whole lot to say. And um, this is getting what happened from the game off my chest and maybe towards the end of the week We'll start previewing the uh, upcoming game. Uh, but we have a bye week, so it's probably not going to happen this week. But I appreciate everybody tuning in to In the Trenches and my other podcast. Make sure you're tuning into to Plant Power Podcast as well. Since I'm off the radio for the next little while, this is, my, uh, this is the way I get to speak to y'all. So I appreciate you tuning in. Everybody have a wonderful week, and please be safe. Peace out. You have been In the Trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.